Oh, you know what's happening tomorrow night? Big playoff game. San Francisco, the Bay Area. 49ers, Packers. I think the Packers are nine and a half point underdogs. I love people with credibility. This guy, next guest, has a lot of credibility. Tom Grassi is a not just a podcaster. Packcast is his podcast. He's Packers 2023 fan of the year. Does some comedy. All around expert on the Packers. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, I got to have the fan of the year on. That's that's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> Yeah, no, it was uh, it was pretty fantastic. I mean, just incredibly grateful just to have that, and for fans for submitting my name and things like that. It's been kind of a whirlwind, and you know, now we're going to uh, the Super Bowl in a few weeks. You know, as uh, the Packers fan of the year, and we'll see if we can win the whole thing, both for the Packers and for fan of the year. I love your optimism. I also, when I was reading your bio, I noticed this little nugget: you traveled to all thirty NFL stadiums in thirty days, raised a half a million bucks for St. Jude. What what prompted you to do that? And and that is a significant amount of money. Yeah, and then you know that's when I just go back to just you know highlighting the fan base and the community here that we've been building for the past few years because you know they're the ones who made that possible. You know we we had some really nice donations for some teams like the Steelers donated some money, um, and then a lot of teams donated like jerseys and things like that to auction off. But the vast majority of the donations were just from everyday working people, and we were able to raise that kind of money. And it was in June, which was the off-season. And ever since I started doing this, I started doing podcasts in 2015. And since then, it's gotten a bit larger. We just hit 600,000 subscribers, which is amazing. And every single year, you know, I've tried to give back and use the platform, you know, as it's gotten bigger, just to give back. And now, over the past three years, I believe, we've raised over $720,000 for charity, including five hundred k this past summer. Great work. So i got to ask the easy question. Why the Packers? What is it about the Packers that inspires everything about what you (laughs) do? I I get that question actually all the time because I'm born and raised in New York. Mm So it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense of, like, why is this guy a Packers fan? And I've been a Packers fan since I was six years old. And the easy story is my dad is a diehard Cowboys fan. Oh, and, that must have been oh, interesting. Don't worry, Sunday was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went to the Des No Catch game together in Green Bay. And I was, was at that game as well. Yeah. It, it, one of us was very upset driving home, the other not so much. And what wound up happening was my father tried to raise me as a Cowboys fan. And being in New York, you know, there's a lot of Giants fans around. They're like, you can't be a Cowboys fan. Can't do that. Mm. And I was like, well, I was not going to do that. And I don't want to be a Giants and Jets fan because they're not really that great, whatever. But I went into school when I was six years old. And so I just overheard somebody saying that the Packers, like, beat the daylights out of the Cowboys the night before. And they scored, like, 45 points on them. So I went home being six years old, and I'm just like, hey, Dad, I'm a Packers fan. And I stayed like that for 27 years. I love the loyalty. Uh, Tom Grassi joining us uh, on WTMJ now. Um, so you follow this team, obviously the podcast. And before I forget, how do folks find your podcast, by the way? Oh, it's all. It's mostly just through YouTube now. So yeah, you just throw in Tom Grassi and, and or podcast. You'll you'll find it or yelling Packers guy. I'm sure you'll find something too. There you go. So as somebody who follows this team like you do and talks about them a lot, w- what do you think the chances uh, look like tomorrow night? You know, I think it's obviously going to be a step up from what the Cowboys uh, were. The Cowboys, they had the advantage of being at home and stuff like that. They didn't know that, obviously, it was the Packers' home stadium as well. But at this point, I think the 49ers are a very good football team, but they are not without their flaws. They're a team that, 
you know, does not play from behind very well. If you put up uh, a good amount of points on them, it's tough for them to kind of get into that mode of uh, constantly scoring quickly because they're a team that can score quickly, but, like, they like to run the ball a lot. They like to kind of just move the, the – take down the clock, et cetera. So if the Packers are able to do what they did to the Cowboys in terms of just the amount of points scored as quickly as they did against Dallas, mm-hmm. they have a shot – their offensive line, besides like Trent Williams, you know, is a little bit weaker. Their secondary is a little bit weaker, but their pass rush makes up for that because, you know, obviously it's really, really good. So the Packers, the way they've been playing, I think the biggest test is going to be that defense, of course, and trying to contain all the weapons of the Debo Samuels, the Brandon Ayuks of the world, Christian McCaffrey, of course, and Brock Purdy. You know, he's no slouch himself. So I think that it's definitely going to be a bigger challenge, but the offense has been playing so well. Jordan Love has been playing so well for this past like month and a half. And Sunday time that he had all of his weapons. Christian Watson has been banged up all year, right? Romeo Dobbs had a big, uh, a big game. Jaden Reed, he didn't even have to do much in that game, but block. And it's still like, he's been one of the best receivers this year. It's just a matter of there's so much depth and talent on that offense that I feel like not a lot of people outside of Green Bay recognize, except after they beat the Cowboys. And now, like, going into Santa Clara, it is going to be a difficult game. But that offense that the Packers have constructed right now, I think it's going to be tough for any team to stop. This this game echoes the 95 game. Uh, that year, the Cowboys and, and the 49ers were the two top teams. Green Bay, uh, Holmgren takes the Packers out there, and they upset the 49ers. I think they were, like, nine-and-a-half-point dogs, and they just blew them off the, off the field. Uh, you know, obviously different generation. But it has that sure. feel to it. I think the Packers are, like, seven-and-a-half or eight-point underdogs. But given Aaron Jones' progress over the last four weeks, which has been absolutely, you know, lights out performance, uh, three yeah. touchdowns in Dallas, given Jordan Love, arguably the best quarterback in the last 10 weeks in the NFL, at least one of the best, and their performance in Dallas against, and actually Chicago, against two top five defenses, that gives mm-hmm. me this Packers fan hope. It's, I was mentioning this yesterday that, you know, the, obviously the 49ers have had the Packers number in the postseason, right? They were 4-0 against the Aaron Rodgers-led Packers in the playoffs. And it just seems like no matter what we could do, we just could never beat them, right? Because they had that defense, they have everything. This year, just having this house money and kind of just playing of like, wow, this is such a young team. This experience is amazing. Won a playoff game. This is probably the most confident I've been in an ability to beat the 49ers in a good while. You know, I had that faith in, like, 21 a little bit, but I was like, oh, I don't know. Their defense is really good. Our special team's not so great. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, we didn't win that game. So, for this, you bring up Aaron Jones. I'm very curious to see what the game plan is because I think that the run defense of the 49ers is going to be a little bit better than the Cowboys because Aaron Jones did whatever he wanted. I think also being played outdoors, I think there might also be some rain, too. It's going to be interesting to see if they really stick with Aaron Jones or they just give a lot of different looks, you know, end arounds with Jaden Reed and, you know, short passes to, like, some of our speedy guys on the edge. But, yeah, I'm feeling relatively confident, uh, cautiously optimistic, if you will, because I think that this team is just playing with a fire right now. And talk about momentum. They have a ton of it. And maybe, you know, Saturday night just happens to be our night. How often do you get to games if you do at, at Lambeau? Oh, so I wind up, I go to Lambo every single year. Um, I go to training camp and then usually, you know, I'm sending fans to go experience, uh, at Lambo. I've been very fortunate enough that I've gone to two playoff games at Lambo. Uh, I mentioned the Desno catch and then also the Giants wild card with the Hail Mary at the end of the oh, half. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, mm. that was a great one. Mm. So 
Um, I wind up not going as many, but once I move to Wisconsin, which I'm hoping to do this year, uh, I hope hey, there to you go. attend a few more. When you do move to Wisconsin, make sure you uh, reconnect with me. We'll have you in studio and talk about all your love of the Packers as it matches mine, certainly. You are the, the uh, 2023 fan of the year. The, the podcast is the PackCast, and name is spelled G-R-O-S-S-I, Tom Grassi. Pleasure to talk to you. No, I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time, and go Pack Go. Absolutely, go Pack Go. Thank you, Tom. We'll take a break here. Lots more to get to in the remaining 35 minutes or so. If you have a Packers thought, you can certainly send it my way, 855-616-1620. Thanks to producer Charlie for setting up that conversation. Much appreciated.